we needed to start recording when Christine was telling us that her absolute her nightmare. nightmare last night was Ooh. getting an arranged marriage. <laughs> an arranged marriage. I didn't get sleep last night because I had a nightmare that my parents, specifically my mom, set me up in an arranged marriage with a friend. And I am like in no way like interested in this friend, but <laughs> good friend. And like there was this big event to announce that we were getting married and then I had to break it to him before that and then he was like telling his family he's like so heartbroken he looked at me like I betrayed him and his like his family just like glared at me and I was like shriveling in guilt um that was my nightmare well, I guess I'll tell you guys what I'm drinking. I'm drinking Tara again. I just needed something like refreshing. And then back to basics. Chipo. Yay. Just some Chipo and Mekju. What are you guys drinking? Classic. Um, I am drinking sake again. This is mm. called Cherry Bouquet by Dewazakura Oka. And, uh, <laughs> we're allowed we're allowed to do that because we're asian there's we're no fi- it's fine <laughs> there's many other ways to say it i'm sure but that's those are two ways and then it's actually pretty good i like it it says it's a favorite among sake enthusiasts due to its lovely aroma and clean taste floral rather than fruity with a touch of pear and perhaps melon perhaps perhaps so surprise, you get, so it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, kind of get it. But it does taste like a cherry bouquet. And then for snacks, mm. I am having dessert. It's a Clio bar. And mm. for you don't, who do not, for you who do not know <laughs> what a Clio bar is, um, it's a Greek yogurt bar that our friend Joanne introduced us to. And there's nine grams of protein. And it's like the perfect little dessert bite. And I can do it It's so good. Ow. <laughs> RIP your Is it really loud? No, well, just your <laughs> You going, can you hear it? <laughs> I am drinking I I had an Arnold Palmer earlier from Chick-fil-A. They call it Sunjoy. There was one time where I tried to hmm. order an order an Arnold Palmer from Chick-fil-A and they were like, You mean a Sunjoy? why i don't know anyway so it's it's a arnold palmer and i spiked it with whiskey because that's what i've got Mm -hmm. um i also got these new cocktail straws from hay and they're these Mm -hmm. like kind of like short the cocktail length i guess um but they're Mm -hmm. in different colors i'm using the green one right now because our samcha logo is green yeah you can just hear oh the ice the straw (laughs) And then for snacks, I'm just I've just got some popcorn uh, from mm-hmm. a bag from Trader Joe's. I am um, eating it from a nice little um, panchan dish, like side dish uh, ceramic that I got from a friend. Her name's Gabby, and she is uh, the owner and operator of Chutbi Ceramics. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm just using that cute little little dish so for my popcorn. Mm-hmm. So cute. Wait, we need the ASMR on the popcorn. (laughs) All right. Ooh, you guys, for one episode, let's just like, let's, let's do the episode like this. Fully ASMR. Fully (laughs) ASMR. I'm down. I think I would be so bad at that. My attention span is just like very, very short. So I would forget and I'd like burst out into something. <laughs> so today we are talking about all things fertility, babies, vagina, right? Like <laughs> reproductive uterus. system, uterus, all mm-hmm. the fun things. We're going to do it in three chas, samcha. So again, structure. We have ilcha, icha, then samcha. 
Um, the first round is a little bit lighter, maybe some fun little questions, and then we kind of get deeper and deeper, or not. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> but let's just jump right in to Utah. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Okay, I feel like it's supposed to be light, but the question... <laughs> is pretty deep can be deep we can answer how we like but the question is do you plan on having kids and if so when damn that's a we're diving right in yeah we're just diving in well i can go first i guess yes we are planning to try to have kids at some point but it isn't like the top priority right now um and just the trying part right yeah the trying (laughs) part is like a priority trying and failing yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it is still just a very scary foreign idea um my brother and sister-in-law just had a baby um she's like Mm -hmm. seven eight months right now at the time yeah and she's so cute and i love her so much um but but it's a lot of work. So, um, but I don't think anyone's ever ready. So yeah. yeah, yes, eventually that's kind of the short answer for now. Megan, what about you? Oh my God. I don't even like, I feel like the topic of kids or like kids, a lot of people around us are having kids. So it feels very natural mm-hmm. um, or like the natural kind of next step, the natural progression of things. But like when I think about, you know, my three-year plan or, like, my five-year plan or when I think even just three, five years out, I don't really see a kid quite yet. So, like, I don't know. I don't It's, like, just not even really part of the narrative currently. But, I mean, who knows, I guess. Mm. (laughs) Maybe not, like, in the one to three year, but what about, like, in the ten years? It's like weird because I almost feel like everyone has kids like or like a lot of people have kids. And so I feel like I probably will kind of a thing. But when I really sit down with it and say like, do I want kids or why do I want kids? And when I sit down with my partner, like there isn't like this distinct reason. And so then we always kind of go back to like, oh, is it right then to like have kids, yeah. not have kids? So it kind of just, it's Are back and forth control? all the time. I am not on birth control. Okay. So then, like you said, you know, one to three years, you don't really see it in your future. Like if, if things all went the way that you had, pl- you like plan. Um, but let's say like two years down the line, you find out you're pregnant. Like you didn't mean to get pregnant. Like what would you do? Well, two years down the line, I would probably, I would consider it given like both my partner and I like have jobs, like we make money, we, you know, have a roof over our heads, like we can support ourselves, we can like financially support a child. So it probably would make sense. Um, And like in terms of age, right, because like we probably can't have this conversation without talking, like women talking about age um, and time rather. And so like the timing, if it made sense, but to your point, Christina, like what you said earlier, like you just never, when are you ever like ready? Right. Cause like there's all these things that come up that are pretty much out of our control. So yeah, I don't know. I would probably consider it. <laughs> It sounds so weird. It's like I'm going shopping for something, but then you're like creating it inside of your body. Like it's just like mind boggling. Yeah. 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 It's scary. Cause like, yeah, to your point, it's, you know, obviously like every person who gets pregnant should be able to decide like what they do, right? Yeah. Once they find out they're pregnant. Um, But then there is this part of like, oh, like, is it being irresponsible if like, I know that I could raise this kid and like, I could like, you know, I can provide it with, I think a happy home, you know? Um, So that is like the tension there for sure. Yeah, it definitely gets difficult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. because it's like everything is pretty much in place right and like the conditions are are ripe to bring a child into (laughs) your life but it's like is your heart there like are you ready to become a mother is that are you like is that ready is that like yeah and then a lot of people like I think a lot of people talk about like financial stability and support right but then Yes, Christine, like, do a lot of people really talk about, like, are you as a person, as a human being ready to, like, birth a child? Like, yeah, you might have the means to be able to support it, you know, and send it to a good school, it, um, send this (laughs) thing to a good school, like, yeah, make sure, like, it's clothed and has food and whatever, but, like, are you yourself, like, ready to give it all up for (laughs) this little thing? Yeah, like what's your mental health? What's your yeah, just all the different factors. Oh, but yeah, but then it's like, again, <sighs> when are you ever ready and okay? Yeah. And like, you know, all of yeah. that. There are, there are people who like want children, you know, like yeah. they're right. very, very intentional about like, I want it badly and I'm willing to give, make all these trade offs just to have a kid. But there are other people who are just kind of in this like in between. It's like, mm-hmm. do I want it? Do I want a kid? Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then I think about like like environmental impacts of like just humans, like we're just ruining everything. Yeah, just like all of those things combined, I feel like oh, it gets deep and dark and negative oh, really fast. You know what me. was what was something interesting I saw on TikTok, which it doesn't relate to the environment, but mm-hmm. it did have it what it was sharing these stats where I didn't fact check any of it. I just like saw it really quick on my feed. Um, But it was saying how like this generation compared to the last generation, they're like smoking less, they're drinking less. It's like, Mm -hmm. overall, there's like healthier habits and like mindsets and stuff. And so the comments were like, Oh, my gosh, yeah, it's like, because we millennials are putting ourselves through therapy. And then so the like next generation is like getting raised better and like, blah, blah, blah. So again, there's still like global warming and all the environmental stuff that's happening with just having, you know, billions and billions of people. But it was kind of encouraging to see that of like, oh, you know, future generations, like maybe they'll turn some things around, you know? Mm, I didn't think about it like that. God, Mm. TikTok, man. (laughs) TikTok (laughs) University. Yeah. Uh, For me, I always thought like, in my 20s that I wanted to be a mom, I was like gung-ho ready to get pregnant. And I had like dreams of being like this fertile goddess. Your uterus and is then, open. <laughs> yeah, my uterus is open for every at any opportunity. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, take that back. Um, leave it oh. in, leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that was like literally, that was really how I, um, felt about like having kids in, in my previous relationships. And then I think like something shifted in my last relationship where there were a lot of those things that you're talking about of like concerns of this planet and, you know, like environmental responsibility and um, the world, the condition of the world that you're bringing this child into um, knowing all of the things that are going on right now. So I think that I'm more cautious now and I do still believe that I want children, but again, like not right now. It's not, I mean, it's not really viable because I want to have kids with a partner. I'm, I don't have a partner right now. So that's like half of the piece that's missing. <laughs> and so I think <laughs> that I need to check that box off first. And then the second box that I need to check off is um, whether or not that person wants to have kids. And then the third thing is if they want to have kids, like, are they going to be like, can I see them as like a good person to raise children with? Like, will they be a good partner in parenting? So I think there's like a lot of variables up in the air, but I think I'm still kind of like priming myself for like the idea of having kids, but there's a lot of little loops that I need to go through to like raise that confidence level for having like a successful like mm-hmm. parent dynamic um with my child so that's what if you start what if you started dating a guy and then 
he like for sure does not want to have kids and it's like early mm-hmm. on in your dating yeah. yeah like would that be a deal breaker for you like he definitely doesn't want kids oh wait let me throw in also like Ooh. he's like he's like I nine out of t- like he's like oh, no, yeah. no no he's like he's like amazing he's like yeah. everything mm-hmm. you dreamed of like yeah. all the boxes he goes to therapy. <laughs> he has, he would you know, be a great like, father. Yeah, <laughs> he, he like could, he like, probably terrible. would be a great father, but like yeah. he's he's like no, I I really I really do not want children. I think that's a very <laughs> good question. <laughs> I do think that I'm on the fence now, really, about having kids. Um, mm. I've thought it through and if my partner doesn't want to have kids and they feel so strongly about not having kids and it's not reasons based from like trauma or Mm. I mean it could be but it's like I hope they have healed from that um Mm. but it's more like logical and they have like really good reasons as to why they don't want to have kids I'm open to that idea of like not having kids um I do think that it's still kind of an anomaly um, with our generation. I know that it was very common for everyone in like our moms, like the generation before us to have kids. And it's very, very unique when like a family doesn't have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that it's going to become more of like a common like situation with our generation where people like millennials are deciding not to have children or being very upfront and intentional about it. So I'm curious to see how that plays out in like 10 to 15 years. My mom has told, I've talked to my mom about this and she said some like funny things about like, Oh, Kathy. Oh, Oh, Kathy. Kathy. Okay. I won't say who it is, but someone in another generation, not the millennial generation, not the Gen X generation, but the one before, um, (laughs) where (laughs) when they see couples who do not have kids, they see how bored they are with their lives. They see them like aging faster because their kids kind of people, like kids, Mm. people young. Um, give them something to do, like keeps them occupied. Whereas if you don't have kids, it's like, basically, you're in retirement. So I don't know. I don't know if that's true. But that was like one anecdote that I collected. And I do think that I am someone who can like occupy my time very well. (laughs) So I don't know if I'll get bored. I'll like, I have other children in my life that I love so much as if they were my children. And I know that like, if you two were to have children, um, I would also like love to be a part of like the community that raises them. So I'm okay, like putting in energy and like nurturing the children that are already here or will be here. Um, if like, I agree with my partner that we're not going to have kids. Mm. Wow. I'm like very surprised. Not also, I'm surprised by Christine's answer, but I'm also surprised by my <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like like I feel like I was very much like yeah. no no kids no kids no kids and then I kind of assumed Christine because you know you love on your babies the babies in your life I so hard babies. I love like kids, so though. hard so yeah. that like so then I thought you would definitely be like no 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 this is a deal breaker like mm-hmm. I, I need kids so I'm like very surprised oh but also the one couple that I know, well, there's actually two of them. And they're actually pretty similar. They're like two older boomers. I think they're boomers technically. Yeah, I think they're boomers um, that I know that don't have kids are like living the life. So like they're like, they have kids. They don't have kids. No. No, and they are. Oh, like, I thought I thought they had. A, oh, oh my God, that's amazing. Oh yeah, well, there's one example. No, 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 but I like. I actually know them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like. I actually know them, and they're like always traveling, like always traveling, like business. You know, mm-hmm. like staying at the nicest places, but not, not like, you know, not negatively, like not like you know, being crazy, but like, yeah, they're just having like real. They just have like a really comfortable lifestyle and they seem to be like having a ton of fun and also like you know some folks like can't have kids 
Um, and so like, like their body physically can't have kids. So like, mm-hmm. I think it's just like what you make of it. Yeah. Should oh we go God. to Ita? Yeah, I think that puts yes. us at Ita. Yes. Cheers. All right. Ita. Cheers. Yeah, Megan, you were kind of starting to talk about the physical aspects of having kids and physical limitations with age. So maybe we can just touch on that because we're not getting younger and we're all in our 30s. So I don't know. I know, Christine, you've recently started on a journey related to this. So do you want to share? Sure. Okay. So now that I am not in a relationship and I have to start from the beginning and who knows how long it'll take to like materialize the next one. Um, I decided to freeze my eggs. And this has been advice that has been given to me by my older friends who are in their 40s. And they said to do it as soon as possible, even in like your late 20s, um, early 20s, the sooner you do it, the healthier eggs that you have, um, the more eggs that you could potentially collect. So it's just better to get it out of the way. And so I learned that through my company, I have these benefits um, where the whole egg freezing process is basically subsidized um, by the the, um, benefits that are offered. So um, I started on this journey and I went to the doctor and um, it's been a very illuminating process. And the things that women have to do in order to prepare for having children. And I know I just said, like, I don't know if I want kids or not, but in the case that, you know, something ha- like the reason why I decided to, to do this was not only because it's like unpredictable, like when the next, like when I will get pregnant, but it's also like, who knows what's going to happen between now and that point? Like, what if I become unhealthy or unwell and I have to like get rid of my uterus? then I'd be kind of out of my eggs. So might as well just freeze it um, in advance, especially because it's subsidized. And one fun thing that I learned is that I actually have a uterus. Um, I know that <laughs> I know that women have uteruses, uterize. <laughs> but it's kind of crazy because you kind of like don't know it's there until you see it. And so I saw it in an ultrasound yesterday. So that was really cool. And I shared the ultrasound with my parents. Um, it wasn't like the typical ultrasound pictures that you share with uh, <laughs> your parents. But I was like, hey, congrats. Your daughter has a uterus. <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I, I know I have a uterus every month when it's like painting me with cramps. Dude. Yeah. I just yeah. like couldn't connect the dots because like again I didn't go to sex ed like I'm missing some screws in my head when it comes to sex ed so like the pieces haven't fully connected in my head but I was like oh yeah that's I'm dying she like detected the eggs like she showed me all the eggs in my uterus I was like I can't believe I have that one other like fun thing that I learned was that they run all these blood tests and stuff and I told them that with my like period historically since I was like I don't know, 13 years old, it's been very irregular. So with my girlfriends, like when I, in college, everyone had their periods every month, but for me, it was like a week or two behind. And so, I don't know, I think like girls have 12 periods a year. I probably had like 10. So she told me that I'm lacking in brain signals (laughs) that tell the eggs to drop. So my brain is kind of like some signals. And so she's like, that's probably why that explains. Um, you could either have a like, <laughs> I have a lot of, I have like a lot of eggs, but I just don't have enough signals firing from my brain to connect to my uterus. Because you didn't know your uterus was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but now exactly. that I know. Now you do. <laughs> This is oh why sex God. ed is really important, everyone. So important. <laughs> All oh parents should sign the permission slip. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Don't describe your children. So wild. Anyways. Dude, this is crazy because you you literally just bought yourself time. 
mm-hmm. which yeah. I think is like a major, major thing for women. Cause like, it's like a really stressful thing. Cause you only have up to a certain age where, you know, it's viable or you're healthy enough to have children or whatever. I mean, there are, there are people who have kids much later. So that's a thing that happens, but like, you know, scientifically, statistically, there's like a certain range that's like good. And you like took that out of the equation you took the time part out of the equation so that's really cool that you did that and it's cool that your work subsidizes that's amazing yeah I'm I feel very lucky for that um and then but I haven't gone through the process yet so I think maybe we can Mm. have like a follow-up episode but there is this whole process that you have to go through with like injecting yourself hormones and then being put under anesthesia while they collect your eggs so there's a lot more to it than just this first like conversation that I had with them Mm -hmm. but it's going in this direction and I think I'm going to just do it just in case anything happens and I think there's a lot more unknown variables for me but had there been less unknown variables um I probably wouldn't have gone down this path yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we definitely need a follow-up. Yeah. Um, What about you two? What are your biggest concerns when it comes to conceiving, Mm. raising kids, being a mama? I mean, I think just getting older and then like, like my periods have gotten shorter. Like I still get them fairly regularly. Mm -hmm. Like the duration is shorter. So I don't know if that means anything. Um, I also, sidebar, someone told me that the COVID vaccine has been correlated with um, like shorter periods as well or impacting periods. So I don't know if it has to do with that or if it's an age thing or a combination or it's all just, you know, whatever, placebo. Yeah, I think just the concern is like also like let's say when we start to try having kids, like what if it's just like really, really hard? What if it just becomes this really draining thing because I have no idea what the fertility state of my body is so mm. only one way to find out ever... <laughs> <laughs> no I no, think there's two ways I think you can mm-hmm. yeah there's two ways I think one you can actually get mm-hmm. fertility testing just to yeah. see but I mean yeah. yeah usually I think people go down the route of like just trying and then mm-hmm. trying to yeah. bone on a schedule and then like figuring out, <laughs> you know, what's viable or not. Mm-hmm. There's so many like scary things. Like you're growing a friggin' human being inside of your body. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like crazy to me. And then like your body goes through all these changes and like all this wild, like a crazy adventure. And then you like, squeeze a baby just like out of your like your vagina stretches and then it just (laughs) exits out of your like it's just so wild and then i hearing this all for the first time (laughs) i've actually been in the delivery room you guys remember oh my god yeah that's right that's right yeah it's just like a wild that was my introduction Yeah, wow, you really, you went from like, you didn't take the the short courses, you just went for it. But yeah, yeah, there's like a lot of like, so there's like that kind of concern. And then there's just like the concern of like, I'm probably gonna fuck up this baby. Because like, everyone fucks up their baby. I mean, everyone fucks up their baby. Like, you know, that's like psychology 101. Like everyone, every, like you have all your traumas and reactions and like everything and it comes from your childhood and it comes from the way that your parents raised you and so like obviously I'm I'm just talking about the bad right now I'm not really talking about the good (laughs) but like all of those things so then it it just feels like oh my god like do I have my shit straight because I feel like I don't have my shit straight so like how am I supposed to then instill good stuff onto this like child that I birthed like I just Mm. it's just yeah Maybe it's like you have to create like a checklist of things that you, you don't like that are like, in the way of you being ready to be a mom. Cause it's like, as Christina said, like you will never feel like you're ready. But if you're like, I'm not ready because I didn't do this yet or I didn't process this yet or 
Yeah. I need to move to a different city or whatever. Like what are the like factors? But what if I but what if I don't even know like, you know, I don't know what I don't know. So like maybe there's all this shit that's like deep down. I don't know. I don't know. Think about your parents, like what was deep down inside in them and they're just like, We're gonna wing it. We're gonna wing all of this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like our parents' generation, they're just like, oh, we got married? Yeah, let's, let's have kids. Yeah. Let's have and four. We you know, so like, yeah, we turned out fine, <laughs> didn't we? It's like, no, mom. <laughs> <laughs> we took your hoodie on. Our feelings. Yeah, we process <laughs> yeah. our feelings on an hour-long podcast with our friends. <laughs> this is what you did. <laughs> One thing that someone told me when they were pregnant, I can't remember who it was, uh, but they were saying – you know, instead of worrying about like everything you need to know, and this applies just to like the nine months of being pregnant. So like, instead of worrying about everything you need to know, like starting from day one, it's like, just focus on what you need to know for that month or that week in your pregnancy. Because it's like at week 12, like this, this is the thing that you should probably expect and like that you should be doing. And then at like week 23, like it's like going to evolve into something else. Mm -hmm. And so Um, they were saying how it was helpful to literally just focus on like what is in front of you and Mm -hmm. not worrying so much about like every detail that you need to know towards the end damn that's a life that's a life lesson right there Mm -hmm. like just that's like life in general instead of stressing so hard yeah that's true I think like one thing that I was really scared about when like delivering a baby was like all of the like epidural like the epidural that you have to get and also just like all of the stuff that they inject inside of you and also like having to draw your blood. Like it's like Mm -hmm. a common thing to like draw your blood. And I have been like terrified of drawing my blood, but I'm becoming okay with it now after Mm -hmm. having to do it three times through this um, process that I'm going through. And so there are like little tricks that you can prepare yourself where it's like, Oh, the first step is being okay with needles. The second step is okay with like being (laughs) (laughs) with drawing your blood and seeing it in little vials. The third is, you know, pushing a baby out of your vagina cavity. Um, That's a big jump. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a big jump. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's like little, little baby steps here and there to like mentally prepare you for that freaking journey that you have to go through. Dude. I'm just thinking about like men and how they're like, what am I going to have for la-dee dinner? La. You know, like, la-dee-la. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go hang out over here and chop some wood and And when you say out, like, we're pregnant, it's like, I'm like, what do you mean we're pregnant? She's pregnant. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. But like, no, we're having, we're sitting here like thinking about like your vagina's ripping and like, like getting it sewn back together and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this reminds me. Anyway, <laughs> this reminds me of another thing I saw on TikTok. <laughs> I think you guys will like this one. So um, it was talking about how powerful our imagination is. And by imagining things, like we can feel the physical effects, even if we're not mm. like in the actual situation. Right. And so there was an example where people, a lot of people who have anxiety will either like play arguments before they get into them or like play conversations Mm -hmm. out before they get into them or they'll like replay arguments like over and over again um, after it's finished but by doing that you're basically putting your body through like that many arguments even though you're not actually in the argument and then so you know the so the healthier thing to do is just like put a stop to it like tell yourself to like literally stop and so it kind of feels like I'm realizing I should do that with like this whole fertility and like having kids where it's like, Oh, but like, how, when you am gonna, how am I going to raise them? And like, what if it's like this and that happens, but literally like we're going to deal with it when it happens, whatever happens. Yeah. So might as well just yeah. deal with it then. Yeah. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. That is a good way of saying it. Oh my God. <laughs> but I, I totally related to that because I replay things all the time. and anticipate things anticipate all the worst things replay everything so it's like something that's actively on my mind right now to Mm. to stop doing that's a good practice for everyone i think Mm -hmm. all right let's go to some chat cheers
Cheers. Cheers. At the doctor's office, she put up the slide. On the x-axis is your age, and then on the y-axis is how many eggs you have, mm. right? And so over time, as you get older, the number of eggs that you have will decline. And so there's like a fertile period, which is like basically now where we're at. Um, but you actually have the most eggs before you're born. You have like oh, a million yeah. eggs. A million? You yes. Over a million eggs before you're born, <gasps> which is pretty Wait, wild. A million? Yeah. Um, we can share this slide um, if people are interested. But I was like pretty mind blown that a, a little unborn child, wow. unborn cell thing has, Got like a, sorry, not pregnant. Pregnant, a million follicles. 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 Wait, okay. Like when we, yes. Yeah. Cause like when we get, if, if we get pregnant with a female, like uh-huh. female baby, then we're creating the eggs for that baby as we're yeah. creating the baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that oh wild? There's just science. Like, oh my God. You were in your mom yeah. when she was born. Mm-hmm. Like you were there. As oh, yeah. just like the egg hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then your dad came along and was like, eh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one. <laughs> Anyways, oh so I was thinking about this, and I think it would be fun to share a story of like the first time we're talking about like becoming moms and stuff now, mm. but let's go back. Let's throw it back to the mm. 90s or maybe okay. early 2000s. Um, let's share, I mean, if you're comfortable. Like, share the first time you had your period and, like, what was going on in, on that day? Like, how did you experience it? Were you anticipating it? Like, who did you tell? What did you do? Did you celebrate? Like, do you remember that day? Megan, you're, like, searching for it. <laughs> I know. I have no recollection of the day. Really? Like, none. How old were you? I legitimately couldn't tell you. So this came up because I was – you know, like a few, two years ago now, I, I had like my whole uterus situation. Like I had a cyst and I had to get it surgically removed. Like it was like a whole mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And during that time, like we were trying to figure out like, you know, those are the, those are kind of like the normal questions. Like when did you start your period? Like how often do you get your periods? Like yada, yada, yada. And I just like could not remember when I got my period. And it obviously it should be like a really like binding memory, mm. but I don't have it. Oh. And I feel What's like, like – the range? Do you even know like the range is? Like I literally Were don't know. Like do you remember like changing pads in elementary school or mm. – Yeah, like no, think about pretty, the school it bathrooms. It must have been – yeah. No, it must have been like middle Mm. school. Do you think you blocked it out of your memory? So this is like a thing. I think there's definitely something. There's probably something there where like I'm not remembering things for a reason. Yeah, maybe there was like trauma behind (gasps) it or something. Mm. Oh my God. Maybe I shouldn't have this down. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, why not? Let me write this down in my therapy notes so that I can bring it up the next time. <laughs> Can't remember when I started oh, my back. period. What, what I mean, I feel like Christine has a very, it seems like Christine has a distinct memory. Mine, I think, seems like it's in between because I don't mm. remember the first, like, I remember, like, I had some spotting before I had mm-hmm. my first, like, full period. So mm. I can't remember like the first like actual exactly. period. Yeah. Mm. But then it was okay. like around eighth grade, I think. But I feel like I was like waiting for my period since like sixth grade because I had friends who had gotten their period and like this and that. Mm. So I'd always like yeah. wonder like, oh, am I getting my period? Oh, And then like, I think I remember like the first time it was just like a little pink, but it wasn't like a full flow. Um, yeah. And so I was like, oh, like, did I start my period? So yeah, so it's very, it's very fuzzy for me. Um, But I think it was like eighth grade. But then even then, after my first period, I didn't, it was very irregular. So I probably didn't Mm -hmm. get another one for like several months. And then it was irregular for much of my life, except maybe like the past five years. But even still, I'm not like a exact 28 days type of Mm -hmm. gal. It's like it Mm -hmm. ranges from like 28 to like 30 or something 
like that. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. I definitely remember like when I started using tampons, like mm-hmm. that was a big thing. So like I definitely mm-hmm. remember that, but I genuinely have no recollection of when I started. Just wow. Do you think your mom would know? Like she was the one probably buying. Yeah, she probably she her, probably right? knows. I'll I'll ask her. <laughs> this is like the what time was I born? Exactly. <laughs> I'm supposed to be like, um, what is it? Astrology charts based off of like when you got your, <laughs> your period. period. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I need to know now. <laughs> I do remember the first day I got my period, but it was also like spotting, but I just counted that mm. as period. Um, so I came home and I told my mom, I was like, mom, like I got my period. And she's like, prove it. So <laughs> she made me bring my underwear down. <laughs> And she's like, congratulations. And she was like, you know, I'm very, very excited about it. And then my sister's like, what's the commotion? And she's like, I also got my period today too. So Allison and I got our period on the same day, even though she's 14 months older than I am. And we also like lost our tooth on the first day. We got braces on the same day. We got period on the same day. So that's like how I remember it. And then my dad came home and he gave us some money to say, like, congratulations, nice. you're a woman. <laughs> nice. Nice. I don't know. Do you guys have, like, funny period stories? <laughs> if- um, there was one time when I was, like, still learning how to use tampons, but I was I was a swimmer in high school. And so mm. when you're swimming, you have to wear a tampon when you're on your period. But I hadn't worn tampons. So I think I must have gotten my period in eighth grade and I never used tampons in eighth grade. And then I had to try mm-hmm. ninth grade when I started mm-hmm. swim team at school. For some reason, nobody had a tampon with an applicator and the only person on a tampon, it was just like the cotton. Yeah. Like, tiny little cotton those are so difficult skin. even now. Who yeah. uses those? I don't know. I mean, no environmentally friendly people. <laughs> no, but they're That's usually like shrink wrapped with But back like, then. Yeah. I know, but then it's pro- they say it's less than the applicator. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Okay, anyway. But I just remember I like went up to my swim coach and I was like, "Oh, like I got my period and I haven't used a tampon yet." And then she was like, "Okay, well, you got to figure it out." And then I learned this later that she You weren't like, "Do it for me." Also, she meant this as like, you know, just in general, like figure that out. But I thought she meant like, "Right now, figure this out." So I was literally in the stall like crying trying to put this tampon in. You're crying? Because I was like, it won't go in and I'm missing the whole practice. And then I like went back to my coach and I was like, I couldn't get it in. And she was like, oh, I didn't mean like right now. <laughs> like, you don't want to like right this second. Dina. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't get God. the tampon in. Yeah, yeah the, it's so like the first few times. Oh my god, it was just like, what the hell am I doing? And then you don't put it in right, and you're like, you feel it, or like you when you sit down, you like you're like sitting on it, and you're just yeah, like, like so fucking up and dry. You're like, not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and I remember because my mom like never used tampons or anything. And then mm, she yeah. was like, trying to help me figure out at home. Like we're opening like the Playtex like instruction guide. It has like, <laughs> you, can, you, you can either sit or you can have one leg up on the toilet. Like the one leg up on the toilet never works. <laughs> no, it doesn't yeah. work. And we're just like, how does, this, how does this go? <laughs> how does oh this go? <laughs> well look at you now you're the tampon champion well no no she's actually the she's period cup champion but um i had to like get rid of my period cup because it was too old and i just haven't replaced it because i've been lazy Mm. so i've been Uh using pads because also the period cup it's like it's hard it's very hard but it is. Oh, there might be people who don't know small. what a period cup is. Can we like talk about what that is? Mm, yeah, it's a silicone. It's shaped like a bell, basically, where the wide part of the bell would go around your cervix, where the blood comes out from your uterus. So it basically, you like fold it. There's different ways to fold it, and then you stick it inside your vagina, and you open <laughs> it up, and it suction cups to the inside of your vagina. Yeah. But like the walls of your vagina, but you have to make sure that it's positioned so that again, the cervix is like 
would be leaking into the cup, but it's mm-hmm. really difficult to figure out like where your cervix is. And like some people, it sits lower, it sits more in the front, in the back. So you like really have to like feel around in there to figure it out. And oh it has God. like a very steep learning curve. But once mm-hmm. you figure it out, it's like, it's like you're not even on your period. Um, I mean, you would still get cramps and stuff, but with tampons, like you still need a panty liner or like things like that. Um, and it also doesn't smell because like when you have pads and tampons, it can smell, but it's because the, the blood is like coming out and it's like meeting mm-hmm. the oxygen there. outside. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that is what a period is. And, and, and how do you clean it? Do you, you clean it by boiling <laughs> oh. it? <laughs> I mean, I if you're just like, yeah, if you're just like switch, like during your period, you would just like rinse it and like maybe use some like unscented soap. But then in between periods, you boil it on the stove for like, like six or seven minutes. Yeah. What you cook in there? <laughs> yeah, and then, so when I'm like boiling my period cup, Dane's like, hey, like, what are you making? And I'm like, my period cup. <laughs> God, I can't believe we have to do that. And then, and then we go. To, we show up to meetings. Yes, and we show that's up the to worst. Do our presentations, and we show oh, up yeah. to work. Yeah. And, and you like feel your pad. Paid. You feel your pad overflowing, like on the sides, because you're like, I haven't had a yes. chance to go change my pad, and it's like, really yeah, painful. it's been like it's been like four hours. Like I need to yeah. go, but then the meeting just started. It's uh-huh. like, and we do it with grace mm. and mm-hmm. humility yeah. and love. And what do men do? What do these men do? They get paid more than we do? (laughs) Just makes so much sense. Who designed this system? Um, Did you hear that like Spain and like there are countries around the world that give women three days off a month for their period? Oh my God. That should be a thing. Japan has that. Even one day off at least. Like... Yeah, like the second, I feel like day two is just like fucked. I'm just like in, I'm just in bed, like, uh, yeah, and it's like Niagara Falls, like, yeah, truly Niagara Falls, yeah. Yeah. We have to pay for like our periods, yeah, or the emotional tax (laughs) while you're working, yeah. (laughs) Do you guys ever just like boycott and you're like, no, my period is ending today on day four. And I'm not going to wear a pad. And then you're just like in denial. Because like you're like spotting a little bit, but it's like not a heavy Mm -hmm. pull. You're just like, no, Mm -hmm. my period's done. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know why I think like I have the control. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I don't know like where the gall comes from. I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. And then I'm like, fuck, I need to go wash my (laughs) hands. The worst is when you're like at the gym and And you're not wearing black pants. (laughs) Dude, anywhere, oh, man. Uh, like d- when you're literally anywhere, just just so annoying. God. It's there's also this weird thing where my brain knows that my period's coming, and I always gravitate mm. towards wearing white pants before my period. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm gonna wear white pants. It happens so many times, and other times of the month, I don't wear or like want to wear white pants, but it's just right before my period. I don't know. Ah, uh, like please send us um, some DMs if anyone can relate or have or has oh God, this yeah. like syndrome, but that literally happens to me all the time. DM us your period stories. God, yeah. love a good period story. Megan, you didn't? Do you have one or? Oh yeah, like, just like a funny period story. There was like one. <laughs> there's one. It's not like really that funny necessarily, but it's just like. My mom and I were just being really funny. So, like, when I first started using tampons, like, you know, tampons are expensive, right? They're, like, they're definitely more expensive than pads, I I think. And so, like, you know, like, in Vegas, in the bathrooms, they used to have, like, free tampon, um, like, machines or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, one time, my mom and I and, like, our family went to Vegas and, like, my, my dad was, like, like gambling or something or like hanging out and then my mom and I would like go from bathroom to bathroom and get like tampons and just like collect them in your purse like 
Like hot sauce packets? <laughs> yeah, like hot sauce packets and napkins. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hey, that's just that. that's smart. That's just I working smarter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> were they like the cardboard kind or were they like Yeah, the they were the cardboard. Oh. Like I wish I wish they weren't, but like, you know, free is free, so yeah. I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> and the pads are always like the thickest pads ever. Yeah. That somehow are not absorbent at all. I know. It makes no sense. It's like so thick, but like absorbs nothing. Yeah. It's so Oh my goodness. God. I remember those. Mm. There's this restaurant in New York. I literally cannot remember the name of it because it was like just okay. But the bathroom was like there was I'm a like, basket. Going with this? <laughs> there was a basket and it had like nice pads, like nice like little tampons with the night the plastic applicator. It had hair ties. Yeah. There was like little like floss picks. Damn. There were there was like Damn. mouthwash. And I was like wow this is like and it wasn't the cardboard tampons or the thick ass pads um damn i'm just like yeah i've seen like luxurious paper towels i'm like wow this is a luxury oh my god yeah (laughs) true luxury i always feel so bad because i'm like i feel like i could do more with this paper so Mm -hmm. i like sometimes i'll like use it and i'll like fold it and put it in my bag yeah (laughs) like mother like daughter (laughs) (laughs) true It's like the hustle, hustle blood just, mm-hmm. it just so rages. Yeah, it rages within. I hope our daughters will have that trait. Mm-hmm. Like we'll pass that like immigrant trait down to our daughters yeah, and sons. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and son. Now all of a sudden we're, we're like, all having kids. Sure. I know. <laughs> my sister's kids. I'm going to teach my sister's kids. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. uh... So um, funny. That's fun. Yeah, we don't have much to say about having kids, but <laughs> we can talk a lot about our period because yeah, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, all too well. <laughs> God. All right. All right. Anyways, this was fun. So much fun as usual. All right. Good Cheers. Yes. Good sewed. Good sewed. Cheers. Shout out to Whitney and Timmy. Who have so I funny. think coined the term "sewed" for episode. Anyway, so, yeah, credit Anyways, where credit is due. Hope you enjoyed this episode where we talked <laughs> all about our periods and fertility so and mm, conceiving children and having children. <laughs> so if you enjoyed, let us know and also keep in touch over all of our social channels. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok talk you can find us on youtube you can shout out a message through email if that's your thing but we're all here to hear all about your period stories and all the fun (laughs) things you have to share too so send them our way gracias Bye. Bye. bye